Welcome back to the tape deck. It's too long. <laughs> um, but we're here. It's a podcast. It's about music. Music, the thing that's in your life everywhere. It's you. It's me. It's that neighbor down the street. Um, it's in your blood and your soul and your embryo. <laughs> today, well, I'm Rob Mora, and today I'm here with uh, my friend and colleague um, and person I respect very much, uh, Tristan Jemsek. Thank you so much for joining on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here, too. Yeah. It's a happy kind of day. Totally. Uh, Tristan has this lovely band called Dog Breath. You should really check them out. Um, I've been a fan of theirs for uh, almost as long as I've known Tristan, I think. Been to a bunch of their shows. Um, they play around a lot. Um, they're fantastic. Yeah, totally worth giving a shot. You're recording a new album, actually, or Thank not you. recording? You're done with. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, we're in the mixing phase in the mixing right now. Phase. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just starting mixing. Okay. So. Where is that happening in Anacortes? Um, so we did most of the the tracking in Anacortes at the Unknown up okay. there. Cool. Um, but the mixing is uh, happening in Olympia. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Any particulars yeah. at your friend's house? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Their home studio. Cool. Turtle Church. That's such a great name. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. It's just very quiet there, meditative. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Love that image. Yeah. Um, so how is that going, by the way? Really well. Like, yeah. Really excited about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You told me. Slow and steady. So yeah, just like a turn. Yeah, um, so we, yeah. We started uh, working on it like over a year ago now. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, no, works. almost a year ago, March of last year. Okay. So cool. Um, yeah. It's like you said it was going to be around a double album, or you recorded enough songs for it to be. A yeah, we album? did. We recorded seventeen songs, and it's going to be like fourteen. I think. Yeah, what you said. yeah, yeah. We've yeah. ended up trimming a few off, but yeah, yeah, still the most songs on a record I put out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm so looking forward to it because I really liked Second Home. Thank um, you. That was yeah. your most recent record, right? Yep, yep yeah. that's right. That yeah. was a great record. Thank you. Um, I think Cubs and Rappers is a great uh, is a great instance of uh, really solid lyrics and, and and how the music fits the lyrics really well. Oh, like thanks. that particular song, I thought was really great and almost right, and uh, that it's so good. Cool. Yeah, you have cool. to go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> um, Tristan, what have you been listening to lately? Let's see, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, I listened to a lot of jazz, um, mm. but today I, I uh, was listening to um, Teenage Fan Club. Uh, I love that band. Yeah. Um, oh my too. God! Actually, you Songs were the person. Northern Britain. You were the person who uh, who showed that band to really? me. Really? I think yeah. That was you me? were the person who helped me discover that because you were playing it in the store at one point. I think it was uh-huh. like, oh God! It was when uh, when. It was last year around this time, actually, because I remember I was checking out my new house in Capitol Hill around like late February. And that was when, or no, it was January because that's when it was like, there was like a freak snow happening at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was listening to Bandwagon-esque around that time because you showed me the the band itself. Yeah. But Songs from Northern Britain is absolutely like my favorite. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's just so enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. That one and Grand Prix are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. I think most um, people would agree with you. Yeah. For me, Songs from Northern Britain is like 1A and Grand Prix, uh, a Grand Prix is like 1B. Yeah. You know, just They're like, like sort of on the same just level. Just by a like, hair, I'll take Songs from Northern Britain. But, yeah. Um, Grand Prix sort of has this like, you know, it's, it's more organic, I would say. Like, you, it definitely feels like they've transitioned from being like more of an, I would say, I would say more like more indie rock maybe into 
like a poppier like stance you know like they were doing pop for as long as i think they they had their breakthrough mm-hmm. you know but songs from the britain is just more controlled i guess like i think the craft is yeah maybe more present in those particular songs totally you know i like it just kind of as a whole better yeah um, that's true and i'm also a big norman fan and, and and I think the, oh no, uh, well, y- Norman yeah, the singer. Uh, yeah, huh. Um, I'm a big Norman fan, but I meant um, oh the the other, uh, Raymond. I'm a big Raymond, Raymond fan, okay. and I like the Raymond songs on Northern Britain a little bit more than the Grand Prix songs. Now I'm actually not sure of the individual vocalists. Um, what would be a Raymond song on Northern Songs from Northern Britain? Um, let's see. Uh, um, Love is a place that I come from. Oh, that's Raymond. Yeah, cool. that's yeah. Raymond. He's got the. Yeah. He's like sort of sort of got like a not a flatter, but like a more controlled like like he likes to stay on a note. You know, like yeah. But those are the songs I've noticed. Those are really lovely songs. They're really sweet. Yeah, yeah. totally it's cool. I'm of the opposite opinion. I really like. Um, uh, Jerry? I don't know who sings. Jerry, the bassist. Yeah, what does he sing? Um, he, uh, he does Ain't That Enough is yeah. his big song on that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does Ain't That Enough and then uh, I guess Norman would be like uh, I Don't Want I don't Control, control you. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those songs are so good. Yeah, yeah check that the out. The voices are all just so great together. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. The, that was the key thing, like yeah. their, their harmonies and whatnot, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, from Phoenix originally. Cool. Um, How was it growing grew up, up there? there. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, it was weird. It was. Um, it was hot. It was yeah. It was hot for sure. Um, yeah, Phoenix is kind of a weird place, and you don't really realize how weird it is until you leave it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, it was good and bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool place to um, get into music. Cool. Because yeah, the music and art scene there has always been like. Just very weird and okay. wild, and sort of wild in the sense of like experimental music, or maybe like yeah, a specific totally. like like are we talking about the underground like punk scene? Yeah, or? I guess that's what I'm talking about. Totally. Okay. Like I um, was able to kind of get turned on to the like local like yeah like art and music scene uh, at a pretty young age. Cool. I, th- I think I was 16 or 17. Uh, when I went to my first, uh, like, small, weird uh, underground show. Formative year. At an art gallery. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, there were, like, maybe four people there, and I just had such a great time. That's so, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, it's like, so special. So, yeah, just so wide-eyed, you know. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. What so. made you want to start up playing music for yourself, I guess, in that regard? Like, I can imagine going to local shows inspires a lot of people you know mm-hmm. in that regard but like yeah my brother and i both started getting into weird music around the same time okay and um he's a couple years younger than me um but we yeah like started going to those like shows and started getting turned on to like weird local stuff and touring stuff and cool. we um started our own band together um called haunted cologne haunted clone Cologne. Haunted Cologne. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was I like, like it. spooky, ooky, spooky. Yeah, it was like originally like a kind of like a polka punk band. Like we were very inspired by like Weird Al, okay. and the Dead Man. I was about band. to say, yeah. 
thinking and I, of and that. I be giants, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, my brother plays accordion. Nice. And I learned how to play the drums to, to play with them. And the band existed just kind of like in our living room for a couple of years before we ever played a show. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's sort of where you cut your teeth, like, instrumentally? Totally. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So what made you want to, I mean, I guess I can see where the love of music would sort of, and sort of the aspirations of, like, I just want to make songs now. Yeah, you know? totally, yeah. I mean... It's a natural extension. We eventually did, like, meet um, our friend Ryan, who, like, put together shows and just kind of, like, talked to, like, talked him into putting our band on a show, like, without ever hearing it. We didn't have any recordings or anything, you know. Nice. He just kind of put us on a show, and, um, you know, there were, like, three people there counting him, and then um, th- uh, we, like, started a band with him, like, right after that. Right. And um, just, just kind of from there, like, you know, just playing more and more music. And, um, it, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty fun time. Um there were a lot of small art galleries and DIY spaces in Phoenix that um, hosted shows all the time that were all ages. And um, yeah, it, it was just kind of this like pre-gentrification time period in downtown Phoenix where cool. there were all these spaces that were um, just like really cheap to rent and like start those kinds of art galleries. And yeah. It, um, so now when you say art galleries like these would be places where like that would show art yeah that yeah. show like local art like there's like be... a designated arts district in phoenix oh really and, okay um, they had like still have a like a monthly art walk on first fridays oh excellent yeah so it kind of like um was happening around that uh, like around that okay yeah orbiting cool. that so nice yeah that's really awesome that there's yeah. like a, that there's like a coexistence of that like yeah, it feeds off into totally. each other supporting Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and eventually started um, playing at this gallery called the Trunk Space that um, uh, really just kind of like you know took us in and like were like very nurturing and um, they always wanted to book you know um, more like just shows that were all over the place and. Um, you know, a lot of like outsider art and music, right? And, um, and it kind of became a second home for us. And excellent, yeah, totally. And uh, you know, that's where I started getting into like booking shows, like booking my own shows, and just getting exposed to like more like small touring bands. Yeah, and um, that's kind of like um, where I was able to kind of like find out about this network of I see you know uh, bands that um, you know did DIY tours and how I was able to like meet people to help me do that yeah that's yeah. always a, a, a key thing of anybody who's trying to start up like a DIY project yeah the, the networking I hate that term but it's like you know just having those spaces where you can just find people that are yeah into the same kind of stuff absolutely you know? like just yeah. Did you have any favorite uh, local Phoenix bands uh, when you were growing up? Like any particular ones that just sort of like sparked your interest that you remember being like really awesome? Yeah, totally. Uh, let's see. Uh, off the top of my head, like some of the ones that really, um, really got me going were, um, let's see, there's a band called And Guppies Eat Their Young. And Guppies Eat Their Young. Are they yeah. still playing? 
No. Oh. No, no. Um, that was tragic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Treasure Mammal, who's still playing. Cool. Um, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Vinegar Sting. Vinegar Sting. Um, class Thugs. Um, HHA. Nice. Uh, who are still playing. Good. Uh, yeah. Let's it's see. good to hear when some of these from that long ago are like still right. kicking. Yeah, and totally. Like, uh -huh. You know? Yeah. Do you know if any of these might be on any platforms that they could listen to? You know, I know AJJ and Treasure Mammal definitely are. Cool. Um, probably, probably world class thugs. Nice as well. Um, but Vinegar Sting was always a very hard to find band. <laughs> I was working at so my first job. I worked at a uh, food co-op, and um, I, I met Chad, the bassist from uh, Vinegar Sting, because he was friends with my manager, and he, he would just kind of like show up after close and like ride his bicycle through the store and like play us like some like home dubbed vinegar sting demos like on the the store pa and um he was just a really hilarious yeah wild mysterious character <laughs> so yeah um seems yeah. all of them yeah, you know, totally. people that we're yeah. just <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's cool all right, so you would, I would say, so you started writing your own music around like, what, like 21, 22? Maybe even younger than that? Younger than that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, played my first show in 2004 with my brother <sighs> and then um, played my own songs probably the following year. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what were you sort of inspired by? Like, I, I know that this particular style of music is, that you're playing right now is, is very like... It's kind of power poppy. It's got guitar harmonies. Like mm -hmm. you, can, you can definitely sort of see some some eighties indie and maybe not so indie bands like The Replacements and um, yeah, Tommy totally. Keane. Uh -huh. Like definitely. like it's very reminiscent of that. Like was this the Phoenix scene sort of inspiring you? Did you have any other sort of interests like any personal bands that you loved that sort of got yeah. into your blood? Yeah, the Phoenix scene definitely inspired me. Um, at, uh, my songwriting at the beginning. I was really into like, I think a lot of people at, at the time like the kind of like indie folk thing. Like yeah. I loved Iron and Wine, you know. Yeah. Um, oh my God. One more. So my my earliest songs were definitely like inspired by like Iron and Wine, Magnolia Electric Company, oh, um, Smog. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like the band Magnolia Electric Company, right? Right. Like, mm -hmm. a, as well as the album. Or yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, you know, uh, it was Songs Ohio before, mm -hmm. and, and they had the album, and then switched to the band. Yep. I'm yeah. more familiar with Songs Ohio than uh, the actual band. Yeah. So is totally. there any real difference? Is it kind of just sort of like Songs Ohio, but but built on that rock sort of? Foundation? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Magnolia Electric Company was just kind of like the the natural progression into just like full on rock band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I got to see them live a couple times. So oh, awesome! That was how so I fortunate. like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, th yeah. That's how, how I got turned on to them. So cool. Excellent. Um, yeah. So you know, they're more kind of like, quiet, you know, sad sack folk music. Yep. was kind of like where that I started. But then, I, but I was also really into, um, you know, the Mountain Goats, and um, mm -hmm. Raffi and Jonathan Richmond and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When I listen back to like my earliest songs, you know, which uh, you know is always a dangerous. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. it's pretty cringy for me, but <laughs> um, it's it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they kind of had this weird like, like, uh, 
like child like kids music kind of vibe too like do you mean like simple or like you know like child like wonder maybe um yeah like in there like uh just overly like like thematically even okay just like very wide-eyed innocent yeah totally and like my voice and just yeah i don't know yeah um so yeah that's kind of where it started and then um after that i kind of got into pop punk okay yeah pop punk sort of like um oh shoot uh not pop punk like brand new but like uh, taking back sunday uh, maybe I was more save so. the day, but yeah, save um, the day. But uh, like Jawbreaker. Oh, Jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny how Jawbreaker like has that. sort of. I remember when when Jawbreaker was playing um, upstream uh-huh. last year. I remember everyone was going crazy about it. They're like, "Oh my god, yeah. Jawbreaker!" Yeah, you know. And right. I actually hadn't really listened to them before that, and I okay. got the chance to uh-huh. after hearing all of the local interest in it. Yeah, I was like, totally. oh, okay, I, I see why people are interested. Yeah, in like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Jawbreaker and and um, Leatherface have not listened is to also them. also um, like a really big influence that. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends are, you know, people that follow our music maybe like don't yeah know about yeah, but, um, but it's a good link. Sort of. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, really just kind of like gruff vocals that I think kind of turn off a lot of people, but I think those lyrics are really great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, um, really getting into the replacements <sighs> was pretty big, it, uh, like a big change, you know? Mm-hmm. The replacements life. can be life changing. Yeah. If you, if you stumble upon them for the first I, time. Yeah. I went on tour with some friends and in 2010 yeah um uh and they played tim in the car one day nice oh yeah yeah and that was it yeah so totally the, so yeah tim was, was your first moment. one yeah tim was the first yeah. replacement album yeah, let it be was the first one yeah. for me and i think nice. people do yeah. go back and forth like yeah i remember i like let it be a little bit more now but yeah but i think Tim's uh, still well, great. tim is great i think it suffers from the fact that it wasn't really well recorded you know right yeah it, it uh it was one of the Ramones. Yeah, did. yeah. I'm trying to remember which Ramon produced it. I think it, it was Johnny Ramon. Yeah. Or t- oh, maybe Tommy. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. One of those Ramones. It was the Jeremy drummer. Jeremy Ramon. It was the drummer, though. Jason Ramon. <laughs> Fielder Ramon. <laughs> um, it was the drummer that of the Ramones that recorded, which is ironic because the drums don't sound great on that record. Totally. Yeah. yeah right. It's so weird. You uh-huh. would think that he would be completely in control. Yeah. But like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of, the replacements were kind of young when they were doing it. Like, you right. can see why they maybe wanted, I don't know whose idea it was actually to get, <laughs> I didn't read their biography or anything, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know whose idea it was to get Johnny Ramone, or <laughs> whatever his name was. Yep, yeah. Egbert Ramone. Mr. Ramone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whose decision it was to get him to produce the album, but... Yeah, but I seemed like it'd be one of those things where it's like, oh my God, you know, this is one of the Ramones, you know, <laughs> yeah. the legacy of it. Like they're still right. sort of built up in that history and, was, yeah, just and then just ended up being like, yeah. well, this guy doesn't actually know how to produce, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I go back and forth, um, uh, between which one of those is great, but man, that's such a good band. So good. You know? So those yeah. are all really solid, yeah. like people to be influenced by, I guess, you know, and it does come out a lot in your music, I would say. You know, like that sort of sense of 
don't want to say camaraderie. I'm not coming up with bad words here, but like there is sort of a propulsiveness that that's representative of punk, but there's also like this, like that that wholesome, not kind of like wide-eyed innocent. Like I feel like you you describing your early material. I think it's not too too far off from the stuff that you guys are doing nowadays. Like yeah. there's some really there's some really lovely like I just love the approach. It's that's like sentimental for sure. Sentimental, <laughs> sentimental. I hesitate to use the word wholesome, but it's like I think there is an element of that, mm. which I think is super refreshing, you know. And I'm sure it's not a, like there have been bands in the past that have done that, but I think it's really refreshing to see that. And I think that you guys embody that identity and and spirit. I think um, uh, as good as or if not better than a lot of the other bands like around here. Like, oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, good call. Mm. Um, so what I wanted to ask you is, you play a lot of shows mm. around here, like, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them usually are are really gracious opening up for um, bands that are touring in mm-hmm. from all different sorts of places. Yeah, are there any bands that you would recommend that you've played with, like that you that or bands you haven't played with, like any any ones that are sort of jumping out at you? That oh, like, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, this past year um, we were. Um, Lucky to open for, let's see, uh, the Sidekicks. Who are oh, like, yeah. Just one of the best. I actually went to see that show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah there. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah for um, sure. That was with um, Spirit of the Beehive. Uh huh. Spirit as well, of the Beehive right? and yeah. Sidekicks, yeah. Who are also great. Yeah, as well. totally. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I didn't listen to the Sidekicks album. And that album, by the way, is called Happiness Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't listened to it in full. I'd only seen them live, but I didn't listen to it until last month. Okay. And then yeah. I was like, wow, this is killer it's such an like, incredible album. it's legitimately like an almost perfect like yeah. pop rock album totally like it's yeah. so good you have guys you have to check it out it's, yeah it's amazing yeah. yeah they're a great band they were really good live mm-hmm. i kind of wish they were maybe playing a different venue perhaps right i don't know yeah yeah like but uh yeah the inner air band was, you know that you know uh like a great sound system you know, yeah you get to just hear but yeah they're they're incredible yeah the yeah. interplay between um they're just again like teenage fan club. They're just one of those bands that just have it down pat when it's like vocal harmonies yeah. and guitar harmonies. And and I was lucky enough to um, uh, see them play a festival in Kentucky in 2010. Yeah. Um, called Crucial Fun Fest, um, which, which was a really amazing uh, fest that I um, got to discover a lot of wonderful bands at but um they were you know incredible back then yeah you know? like it's they they just have this amazing chemistry and they're just they're just natural stars you know mm-hmm. they're just you can definitely tell that yeah they're just yeah just wonderful yeah um let's see uh i also got to um open up for um trace mountains and uh, trace mountains i have not heard them yet yeah it, it, um and also Level, uh, level up a few months before that. Yep. Um, level up. Level up. Uh, do they have their own record label or something like that? I think they, they yeah. have like. Yeah, they do Double Double Whammy. Double Double Whammy. Mike from that band. Does. Yeah. yeah. Um, Are they uh, over now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was their sucks. farewell tour that we got to open up for. Um, That's nice at least. Yeah. You know. Totally. But uh, Trace Mountains is um, one of the. Uh, Members from that band's okay. new project. So. Nice. It's because yeah. now they're still doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that band didn't really last long. Level up. It was yeah. it was only yeah. around for like three or five years, something mm-hmm. like that. I think something like that. Uh, 
let's see. Um, Hoodwinked came out in 2014. Okay, so, so it had been like uh, about like five. I think years. like five or six years. Yeah, okay, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, it's good that they because this was this tour was where they had their most attention than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, which is ideal is how you want it as a band. If you guys are signing out, then like it's good yeah, to know it's good that to you're go being out on supported. Top, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you know maybe the reunion tour will do well. Exactly. If you guys are wondering uh, what this music is, by the way, that might be steadily floating on in the background, um, it is some new age shit. <laughs> I wish I could tell you the artist, but it's just there's a spa in the relative vicinity of where we're recording. I could shazam it. You could shazam it. Would you be able to hear it? Well, yeah. Siri, what song is this? Please tell me. I'll tell it. Listening. Listening. What you guys should do is you should write it down on a piece of paper <laughs> and then uh, mail it to the tape deck. At... Oh, you can't hear it. Can't hear it. Yeah. Can't hear it. Dang. The microphone is just... Yeah, we can hear it because we're using omnidirectional mics. Right. But, um, which, you know... If you guys are hearing it and you're digging it, then that's great. And if you're not, well, please write your complaints to the tape deck at... We don't have another address, I guess. <laughs> but you can email us somewhere. You should get a P.O. box. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Uh, where? The post office? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> now the kitchen down the street. <laughs> Send all your mail to, uh, to Glow's Cafe. Oh, I love that place. Yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, bands. Bands, that's yeah, right. You know, um, playing with bands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else that might be jumping out at you? Oh, Sleeping Lessons. No. Was it the band Sleeping Lessons? Or is it Alien Boy? Alien Boy. Alien Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Sleeping Lessons. Um, I listened to that album and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. We, where are they um, from? Portland? Portland. Yeah, I got to play a few shows with them this past year and... Uh, I think we're going to be doing a little uh, Northwest mini tour coming up in uh, March. Nice. And it's going to be yeah. with them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, four or five dates. Nice. So that'll be fun. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's still just, in the planning stages, but yeah, There's just they're so awesome. much good music it's true. out right now. Like, so much, It's yeah. almost impossible to sort of be aware of all of it. Totally. It's like, yeah. But I think that's what people used to do back then, you know? People would trade records and like... Oh, you gotta listen to these guys and whatnot, you know? Yeah. It's like a secret society. Yeah. And a lot of people still do that nowadays. And now that everything is available to everybody, mm-hmm. it's easier than ever to just send someone a link and just be like, yo, right. gotta check this out. Yeah. Um, I do find when I'm sharing music with people, like, it is one of those things where you can't really force it on people, you know? They mm. sort of have to find it on its own accord, mm. you know? Like, do you ever find that? Like, if someone tells you, yo, you have to listen to this band, you gotta listen to them, they're amazing, you're sort of less intrigued than, like, sort of finding it out on your own, you know? Yeah, I think that's totally a thing. Um, I think it's, it's just so easy to get distracted, too, you know? Yeah, um, it's true. You know, like, back in the day, you, you know, someone hands you, like, a mixtape or a mix CD or something, and, like, maybe you're more inclined to, like, put it on it's like a little bit more of like an intentional experience that's true it was like a link or something and like a text like I, I, I don't know like for me like texts get like buried you know and pretty like, much and and then like the links are just like out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. you know yeah it's not like you have this like physical thing that someone made for you exactly or something, you know so. and then also mixtapes which tend to have 
songs from multiple artists, multiple songs, like from mm-hmm. all over the place. I feel like if you're the one discovering it and you like listen to it, whether it's in your car or cassette player or whatever, you know, yeah. I think you become a little more compelled, a little more obligated to sort of find where that music is coming from that you like, you know, because yeah. there was more of a process involved with it, you know? Yeah. Um, you'd be like, oh, this certain artist made this certain song. This is really cool. I should go find them. But the only place you could do that was like a record store or a catalog. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Just, which is yeah. a little bit more hunting. Involved, exactly. So, yeah. But that's the trade off with playlist culture. Yeah. Now, you know, right. like where pretty much anyone can just make a mixtape and just send it out, you know, yeah. um, and you can easily follow links and you don't have to do the legwork, you know, going yeah. out to record stores and stuff. Totally. Like, it's just, it's a give and take. Yeah. You know, I find myself going back and forth. Yeah. And I wonder too if like my experience with it is, is just different now because I'm a little bit older. Like if I was younger and, you know, just less um freaked out about stuff you know maybe i would like (laughs) um just be more like on top of like you know searching out bands yeah and and, like you know there's like a fatigue that's that's taking those recommendations yeah totally like so yeah i don't know um i i always try and resist the like getting older and Mm -hmm. uh well like the 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 whole like oh it's you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not how it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. like... Uh, Just look at Yolatengo. Yeah. Like, they've been around for, like... They're in their mid-50s, I think all of them are, or something like that, right? Like, I think they were in Must their be, yeah. late 20s, early 30s when they started making music, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could be completely mistaken on that, but, I mean, they just put out a record that sounds fantastic, and they're still listening to everything, and they're still finding inspiration. Yeah, know? totally. I always think that band is a great example of that. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter how old you are or how much mis- music you've listened to, as long as you keep an open mind and like are yeah. aware of new experiences and, and what's cool. Totally. You know? Yeah. You, you can find inspiration anywhere. Totally. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, I feel pretty grumpy about like the world of streaming and you know, it's I, hard not I, to be. I, I, I kind of hate Spotify, but I use it and uh, I don't know. It's just, I try and uh, make the most of it, I guess. I don't know. Pretty but, much. Yeah. I mean, it's what you can do, you know, yeah. like, I think that it's it's one of the things where even if you don't like the streaming model, which I mean there are a lot of things not to like about it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's still extremely convenient. Like essentially, it was just a way. It was the first thing that the music industry found out how to do. That wasn't just making people not have music for free anymore. You know. Yeah. It's like because once once people were able to get the music for free, it's like well how how do how do they go back from that, you know? Yeah, like that's an option. I think like, if you're an artist and you have music on Spotify, they should give you a free account. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's so stupid. Yeah. Why do they have to have people pay for it? Yeah, like, ugh, that's that's ridiculous. It, honestly, it, yeah, they're getting all this free content from you. Yeah, <laughs> they're making money from, and ugh. and then you have to pay to use it. So. Um. Have you heard of the Spotify core genre? No. Oh, God. Wait, Spotify core? Spot, you're in for a treat. As in, like... Uh, what do you think Spotify... You know, what, <laughs> what do you think Spotify core sounds like? Um, like background music? Like like stuff that you're less likely to, like, skip or something? Mm, so, like... M- music to, like, study and chill out to? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> it's, like, imagine, yeah. like, chill... 
top tinged with emo a little mm -hmm. bit, like down, almost kind of downcast, but like it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, just real medium. Except like the barest hint of emotion. Yeah, like, totally. That is Spotify core. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. Totally. And these are there are artists that Spotify scoops up. Yeah. Like and turns them into careerist Spotify artists, like right. people who only show up on Spotify. Yeah. I remember reading this article about this song that came out called Psychopath. And this may be an outdated article by now, but it was a song called Psychopath, and you can't mm -hmm. find it anywhere else on Spotify. Because oh. I use Google Play myself okay. and I couldn't find it anywhere. And it was a tri collab between three separate artists. Um who all have like tens of millions of plays of Spotify, even though no one really knows about them, you know? And this was a song that they, they that Spotify put out. Like this was a Spotify <laughs> single, uh -huh. right? Wow. And they put it out, put it up on all the playlists because they can do that because they're Spotify. And then two weeks later, when it failed to hit, gone immediately from Whoa, the site. Like it really? never existed. Yeah. Wow. That is freaky. <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. yeah, it's dark, isn't it? <laughs> like, if you value like art or anything or you know like any any high-minded way in that regard something like that is so dystopian yeah you know absolutely it's like it's literally just music for money yeah you know totally yeah and like sometimes there's nothing wrong with it like context and whatnot but god right. man, that just scares yeah. the shit out of me i know you know yeah <laughs> well uh. luckily i mean even though your your new album's still gonna be on uh, streaming sites, hopefully. Oh yeah, right. Because right. second homeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Is there gonna be a name for this album? Do you know it yet? Yeah, uh, the working title, and I, th I think it's gonna be the title is uh, "Ever Loving." Oh yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's two words or one word? Um, it's either gonna be two words or um, what is that? Hyphenated. Or hyphenated? hyphenated. Yeah. I kind of like two words. Yeah. Yeah. I think two words. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. Well. That will be out eventually, right? I would imagine like a few months. Hopefully from by now, the maybe. summer. By the summer. Yeah, because yeah. after mixing, you know, then uh, the mastering, and then um, uh, you know, getting vinyl made, uh, the turnaround uh, can be you know months and months. I can imagine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to prepare for that. And yeah, yeah, totally. So well, this summer. This summer. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ever Loving, if that is the correct title, will be coming out. Um, it's going to be super awesome. Uh, I think we're out of time. Um, Tristan, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful hey, conversation. Yeah. This is a blast. Um, you're, you're a dear friend Aww, and thanks, a wonderful God. person. You guys should check out Dog Breath and definitely check out all those other bands that we mentioned. They're all worth listening to. Totally. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to The Tape Deck. Uh, this has been The Tape Deck. Uh, this will be the tape deck. <laughs> um, I'm Rob Morris signing off. Take care. Bye.